This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. So let's talk a little Red Sox. If you fine folks up there in Boston want to bet on the Red Sox, we're going to tell you all the ways you should or should not uh, put your money. We're bringing in Andy Gresh, the co-host of the Gresh and Faria show on WEEI up in Boston, 93.7FM. Uh, Good God. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at the real Gresh. So Andy, I like having on local people because they can always give us a thermometer on how the fan base is feeling. What's the thermometer reading for the Red Sox fan base going into this season? There isn't one right now. Honestly, the Bruins and the Celtics are so big at this point, and the championship expectations are so high that right now the Red Sox are just kind of there at this point. Uh, I know at last check at uh, Sportsbook Rhode Island down near where I live, you know, you're looking at the Red Sox uh, plus 4,500 to uh, win the World Series. They're not even within shouting distance of, in terms of odds, in terms of winning the division. So quite honestly, it has been Celtics and Bruins heavy up here for a lot of people. And, you know, when the Red Sox hit opening day, I think people will uh, pay attention. People are not thrilled with the way management has kind of handled this offseason. So, Andy, I want to ask you about that. And I, I'm I'm not a baseball idiot, but certainly I don't follow the Red Sox as intensely as Boston fans do. So let me ask the broad-based question that I think a lot of baseball fans want to know. Like, why do you sign Rafi Devers instead of Xander Bogarts? Well, I think they uh, had a valuation on Xander Bogarts early on mm-hmm. that they were pretty much going to stick to as an organization. And I think they viewed him as a, a guy who should have a much shorter deal. And I think they were thinking $160 million, something along those lines. They, to me, management was completely caught with their pants down when it came to the years and the amount of money that Bogarts ended up getting. We knew the Red Sox would come up short around here. Uh, I don't think we knew how short it would turn out to be. And then with Devers, it was the whole, you know, try to buy a year early, then a year late. Don't let him get the free agency. It's real simple. If the Red Sox wanted Xander Bogarts, they would have kept Xander Bogarts. Stroking the check and signing it was not a big deal for John Henry. It was very much an organizational decision, I think led by Heim Bloom, that they were going to put a value on Bogarts, and that's it. And when fans started to revolt a little bit, and they had this Red Sox weekend out at MGM Springfield where the diehards of the diehards who paid to go there booed the owner. Then they turned around about 10 days later, I think it was, and signed Rafi Devers. So they had to do something to kind of calm everybody down. But signing Xander Bogarts, it was almost fait accompli from the beginning that he wasn't coming back. Okay, so the good news is that the market is very low on the Red Sox. So maybe you can get some value in playing a win total. Because here's the thing. The Red Sox, 78 and 84 last season, their win total at BetMGM is 77 and a half. So, like, the hopes aren't high, but it's a pretty low mark to reach. Is there any way the Red Sox go over their win total? uh, No question. And really, it's tied into health 
I mean, if 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 the starting pitching that the Red Sox have acquired, knock on wood, somehow stay healthy, and you get four of those starters that can give you between, you know, 27 and 30 starts, let's say, then maybe you got a chance with the bullpen that they built. I think that number is going to be a close shave. I don't know offensively, honestly, how good the Red Sox are going to be. Yoshida's going to pencil in somewhere at the top of the lineup. And, and you got guys like Justin Turner. You got a lot of nice little pieces, but you really don't have the megastar. And Rafi Devers is a great player, but he's not at that Manny Ramirez, you know, the what we're used to in Boston of the 40 homers, 130 RBI, voice of the organization. Not that Manny was. That was David Ortiz, but you get my point. Uh, so, really, the worries are on offense. But if the pitching holds up, yeah, there's a chance they could definitely hit that over. I think if everything goes perfect for this team this year, this is still a 500 team or maybe a game above. Now, that allows you to cash an over-under. I know a lot of people love to bet the over anyway because why sweat the under? Uh, but I, I think I think it's just slim pickings for the Red Sox in terms of the uh, the betting market this year. I'd like to see some individual totals. You know, wherever they set Devers at, I don't know where exactly that's going to land on. And now that we've got you know online betting locally here in Massachusetts, I'm sure a lot of those numbers as the money comes in early might change. So we'll see how many sharps are really on particular numbers with the Red Sox, knowing that the market's going to react to all the locals that are probably just going to bet the over all the time. We're talking with Andy Gresh, co-host of the Gresh and Faria show on WEEI 93.7 FM. So Andy, you mentioned Masataka Yoshida, the 29-year-old outfielder from Japan that the Red Sox signed during the offseason. It kind of went under the radar, and you're saying he belongs at the top of the order. How good can he be? Ah, great question. I don't think anybody knows. Honestly, I don't even know if the Red Sox truly know what they have in this guy because we've heard a little bit of everything, right? He's got some pop in the bat. Fenway Park will work perfectly for him. But he's adapting to American pitching. He's adapting to a different culture. He's adapting to a different organization. A lot for Yoshida to kind of take in and thrive and be successful. So, I, 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 in terms of betting markets with Yoshida, I'd have to be real particular if I'm going to drop a couple of bucks on that guy because I just don't know what he is. Now, obviously, Alex Cora has kind of talked about, yeah, you know, he got some flexibility with the dude. So, it'll be interesting to see where he lands in the lineup based on what they see in spring training. But some of their early returns are he'll be up towards the, uh, the, the top of the lineup. I, look, I, I, I think the betting market, it's going to have to react to the rules of the game. You know, for anybody who plays fantasy baseball, if you're in one of those five-by-five leagues, you know, stolen bases was like the category where a lot of people were like, yeah, go ahead, go win stolen bases. Well, now it's going to be a little different, you know, with some of the changes to the game, the, the, the pitch clock, the wider bases, stuff like that. It'll be interesting to see – how the betting market reacts to certain categories with certain players based on the changes baseball is making. But I, I'm really 
I'm kind of a stay away from Yoshida, maybe try to pick something up during the season, but I just can't predict anything effectively with that guy going into this year. All right, so you were talking about the health of the Red Sox and how maybe that can be a factor that helps them because maybe they won't be as hurt as they were last year. How's this for some good news? Chris Sale back in the uh, rotation, it looks like, making his return at least in Grapefruit League action. How big is this for the Red Sox? Well, it can be big. Uh, Notice I said can be big because this guy finds different ways to get hurt. I know you're both youngs, but if you look up the different ways that Kevin Mitchell of the Giants and the Reds ended up getting injured during his Major League Baseball career, he had like a hard sneeze, pulled a rib muscle, had a hard fart, missed a couple of days. Like, that's Chris (laughs) Sale. Chris Sale freaking fell off a bike where he was going to get lunch. So what else is this guy capable of? It's like he can walk into a door and end up you know, going on the DL for two weeks. So on paper, it feels great that Chris Sale is back. Also, you look at him and go, when's he going to break again? Because ever since he signed the extension under Dave Dombrowski, the only thing consistent about Sale is, is that he's gotten dinged up. But to the point earlier, if that guy stays healthy and makes 25, 27 starts, then the Red Sox maybe have a chance to have a better year than predicted. It's a lot of – honestly, this is a thin ice year for the Red Sox. As long as the pond can stay cold enough for them to walk on the ice and stay healthy, they might be okay. But at any point, they could take a step and be uh, swimming with the cold fishes. Andy, we got about three minutes left here, and everything I read about the Red Sox is that this is not a very deep team. So who is the one player in that lineup outside of Yoshida who needs to have a really good season for this team to surprise? It's got to be Alex Verdugo. They need another guy to step up in the middle of the lineup. And, you know, Verdugo was a part of the Mookie Betts deal, and for those Red Sox fans that can't let go of Mookie Betts, they constantly look at Alex Verdugo and I like, oh, is this guy going to be great? You know, he ain't turning into Mookie Betts. However, you know, what, what, what is the ceiling for Alex Verdugo? We hear that he's a guy and he has shown pop in his bat before. I would love to think of Alex Verdugo as someone more than a 20 home run, 75 RBI type guy. And some would say to me, man, 70, you know, 75 RBI for a guy like that, it feels like a lot. But they need that guy to step up in a, in a big way. Every bit as much as they need Chris Sale upright to stay healthy, they need Alex Verdugo to have a career year. And I do believe he is in his last year of arbitration. So if you play the theory of, well, guy's in a contract year, a real contract year, where he can go out and make money, not an arbitration contract year, A lot of those guys end up playing above the numbers because, well, you know, it's the dirt farmer dangling the carrot in front of the donkey, as Jerry Seinfeld would say. (laughs) Alex Verdugo, also one of a host of former Dodgers, it seems like, that are now on the Red Sox now with uh, Justin Turner, uh, Kike Hernandez. They got Kenley Jansen. So it's interesting to see that dynamic move east. Great stuff from Matt Gresh today, or Andy Gresh, excuse me, 
thinking of other players, uh, co-host of the Gresh and Faria show on WEEI, also on Twitter, The Real Gresh. Follow him, give him a follow, a like, whatever. Uh, great stuff today. Thanks for joining the program, Andy. No problem. See you guys later. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.